Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on? Thanks for tuning in. We have another great show for you today where we welcome Erwan and Alicia 
Davin, and they both share with us how to have a great relationship and be great parents, or I wanted to say how to have a great relationship and be parents. <laughs> I think we should strive for greatness. Yeah, yeah. Or, it's just a lot, you know, it's a lot being it is. a parent. And Erwan and Alicia give us some great tools to make sure we balance our parenting and relationship lives. And there's a lot in there. We could have a whole podcast series on, obviously, we have a whole podcast on improving your relationship, but especially if you are parents. So we really appreciate them coming on, sharing all their great advice and a little bit about both of them. For the past 25 years, they have successfully taught over 12,000 singles and couples how to have exceptional relationships. And Erwan is the founder and senior teacher and president of the San Francisco-based Erwan Davin Teachings. And together with Alicia, they specialize in supporting singles and in getting into passionate and successful relationships and helping couples take their relationships to new heights of romance and intimacy. And they are also parents to Aiden, who is five. So it was fun to connect with them from a relationship perspective as well as a parenting perspective. And one thing they said in the very beginning that I really haven't thought of before is when you're in a relationship, oftentimes the default is to focus on parenting as the priority. And if you almost switch that mindset, although it's so important, but to make sure that you always focus on your relationship first, it won't fall behind. So I think that is just something really powerful to think about and a good way to keep the relationship thriving, especially during the first couple of years of parenting. It's hard. So it was a great interview with them and we hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hi, Erwan. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Hey, great to be here. Yeah, we're excited. Today, we are going to dive in and talk about how to balance being a parent and having a great relationship. And we, in the pre-show, we said how to be a great parent and have a great relationship. But those just seem like super high expectations <laughs> <laughs> to do to do both of those. But we want to try. So today we're going to dive in to that topic. So we are more than happy to have our guests share personal stories. We talk a little bit about the fact that you guys have a five-year-old. Maybe if you're okay with it, you could share how you navigate your relationship and being parents? You know, it's a great question. And just, you know, to sort of cut to the chase, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's my sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the bottom line, I'll say it that way. The bottom line, you know, for us is uh, parenting, really what we've noticed with our students is that parenting tends to dominate. When, when a couple has kids, you know the ch the child needs to survive, and and the child the children take up a ton of energy and time, and 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 parents, however well or badly they do as parents, they just love their children, and so it just kind of dominates. So and then often the you know the relationship falls to the side. So the the bottom line for us is really to prioritize the relationship as uh, the romantic relationship between the adults. Uh, you know as 
you know, sacrilegious as that might sound, just because the, the skew is in the other direction so strongly. And uh, our experience is that that really helps the child because then the child sees, the child has modeled for them a great romantic relationship between the adults. The other day, um, Aiden, or our son, and I were hanging out in the living room and Erwan <clears throat> came upstairs. He had been coaching somebody downstairs in our coaching space. He came up and Erwan came over to me and we hugged and kissed hello. And I looked over and saw Aiden's big eyes. He's got these big hazel eyes, like looking up at us and smiling. And this, it was this vibe of like comfort and happiness seeing the relationship between Erwan and me. One of the things you mentioned is prioritizing the relationship. And I remember, I think it was like three years in or two <laughs> years into Stella's life. Stella was like two or three and maybe older. And Sarah and I were like, we haven't been away from Stella for ever. Right? Yeah. Well, we had been individually, but yes, not, not together. Together. Yeah. I think she was maybe four, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it in four years and we love being with her. So don't get me wrong, but it was like we had kind of lost ourselves in parenting because there's a lot there and hadn't taken the time for ourselves like an extended weekend, uh, which I think we ended up doing. That, that's great. You know, that's great. And I think one thing that kind of allows parents to do that is when they realize, oh, this is good for the child. This is healthy for the child where the, where the parent child relationship is primary and the relationship between the adults is secondary. There's actually something distorted about that. And, you know, we, we both have degrees in psychology and it, it goes into, it, it can get into very, very distorted patterns. My childhood was, uh, to, to put it uh, succinctly, a nightmare. My parents uh, came over from uh, France. They were breaking up. I was two years old. It was a terrible, terrible divorce. I ended up staying with the state of New York for a while, you know, then uh, bouncing back between our houses. I don't have any memories of them, et cetera, et cetera. My mother split when I was seven. And, you know, the, so what I saw, what I experienced really was my, you know, I had these individual relationships with each of them. I had a very, very extreme uh, negative case of what we were just talking about. But the silver lining and all that difficulty early on was that, it, you know, sometimes you kind of learn things by extremes. It really uh, forced me to look at uh, relationships and people and study psychology. I was in psychoanalysis at 15 years old, eventually came out to California, did every woo-woo rebirthing thing I could possibly do, you know, lived in a yoga monastery, a Zen ashram, the whole bit. But it, you know, it really turned out well to go through all of those difficulties. And that was one of the biggest takeaways is it's very important for the uh, parent's relationship to be in good shape. That's what's actually great for the child. What's the first step that a couple can take to transition it from being a parenting first relationship to, to focusing on themselves? Do you have any specific tools they can do to implement in the relationship? Well, the first thing, which is very, very important is to 
acknowledge what's happening, like actually say it. Because what can happen with couples is like, you know, the child and the relationship where the child gets prioritized and then nobody's really talking about it. Or maybe one person's thinking about it and upset about it, but not talking about it. So you literally want to take your partner by the hand, you know, when your kid is in bed or at preschool or at school or whatever, walk them over to the couch, you know, sit down and say, hey, you know, I want to be more connected. I notice that we're putting a lot of attention on on our child and not as much on our relationship. I want more. Let's talk about it. And especially doing that around things like sex, you know, usually after people get married and then also after, for some reason, seven years, for some people, one year or seven years or, you know, uh, after people have kids, the sex drops down. So doing what Alicia said, having that kind of come to Jesus conversation about the relationship and about sex is is a good idea that's a great concrete thing and then another concrete thing is to schedule time together you know have a i mean it sounds you know i don't know it sounds mundane or something but it's really important have a date night have have, we have multiple times per week where we go out and we socialize we have multiple times per week where we do inquiry together we sit down psychological inquiry is a uh, technique we use. We have our students do it daily and we do it with each other several times a week. So to actually submit one's schedule to what is really important, which in this case is the, is the relationship. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? 
It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. Dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing, and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber. I'm not gonna lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Can you share a little bit what the inquiry looks like? Some of the questions? Yes. So here's what it looks like. So Erwan and I, for example, it's 9.15 at night. You know, a few times a week we have this in our calendar. You know, we're hanging out in our bedroom. And we pick a topic. So a topic could be, you know, sometimes like our most recent topic was like, what are the things that get in the way of us prioritizing deeply connecting? You know, what gets in the way for us? Then we each take a turn and we set our timer on our iPhone for 10 minutes each. And when it's my 10 minutes, I just kind of share whatever comes to mind. Like, wow, you know, I noticed I got really distracted today by this work project. And there was that moment you were in the living room and I could have just sat down with you and chatted, but I got distracted. And wow, I noticed I feel a little sad about that. And, oh, you know, just exploring my own experience with no interruption for 10 minutes. Then Erwan goes for 10 minutes. Now, the, the timer really, really helps because otherwise it can turn in. You know, if, if it's like a therapist is trained to really listen. That's what they're trained in the most. But when couples talk, they often get really triggered. 
by each other. It, it activates some psychological issue. We call it a person's relationship blueprint. So the timer really, really helps and it really, really supports the listening to the other person. And then as Alicia was sharing that, you know, the, the topic that is one of our favorites, it's a great one, is what I appreciate about you. And you just spend 10 minutes saying what you appreciate about the other person. Uh, it's, you know, it, it really sort of opens up the airwaves. So what do you do as a, as a listener when your partner says something that you don't like and it's bringing up defensive feelings in the moment? What can you do? And then let's say your partner says something that's just not true or maybe they, they read it wrong. There was a miscommunication. How do you address that or not at the end of the 10 minutes? The one quick thing I'll say is um, there's a rule, which is, you know, since the other person has to just listen, there's no blaming or coming to conclude. You know, if you're if you're going to really like have more of a conversation, like say some things you don't like about the other person or blaming or this or that, that's better handled in a conversation. Psychological inquiry is kind of more about what's going on for me. So if I'm feeling angry or something like that or scared or something, you know, I would talk about my anger, my fear, as opposed to you did this or you did that. That makes sense. So, but can they be, if you're fearful about something in the relationship, can you, can you share that? Just not being blaming? Absolutely. It's a time to share your own experience which is different from, you know, telling the other person how they need to be or that you're so mad at them because they did something bad, right? It's very, it's a very positive experience because you're taking the time to explore your own experience. And the listener can know that this is about the other person talking. And when it's their turn, they can talk. You know, we had an, and I'll give you an example because I can see what you're getting at. A few weeks ago, you know, we had had some kind of difficulty during the day. And I can't remember the details, but then we had our inquiry that night. And I remember going into it feeling like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> I'm mad. I hope this doesn't turn into a fight. Uh oh, you know. And we set the timer. You know, I did my 10 minutes. Erwan did his 10 minutes and you kind of feel in the space we're sitting there and there was tension. And I said something like, I want to respond to something that you said. And, and I'm not sure how, because we just did this inquiry. And then we ended up setting the timer for five minutes each back and forth until we each said <laughs> everything we wanted to say. And we weren't allowed to interrupt. And, but we could respond to what the other person said. And it actually, it worked it out. Yeah, yeah, it worked. <laughs> it was novel. We made it up in the moment. We're like, okay, we're straying from the usual inquiry, but we got to get some things off our chest. Yeah, it really, it really forces one to listen. You know, a great relationship is really all about listening to the other person. You know what this makes me think of, Sarah, in case is um, one thing like a not to do that parents do sometimes is we're working with a couple and this is a real problem for them is you know, if they, if they get triggered by their partner, they'll often talk to the child about it, uh, or, or, um, whether it's directly or indirectly, even just kind of like 
send some negative energy about the other parent to the child. And that's a really strict no-no. There's basically, you know, no circumstance. We could probably come up with some kind of extreme circumstance, but, you know, there's basically no circumstance to involve the child in anything negative going on between the parents, unless it's, you know, just a, a, a you know, if you've had a difficulty, you can say that, yeah, you know, we had an argument, it happens, blah, 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 but you never badmouth the other parent to the child. Kids obviously are like little sponges and certainly bad mouthing directly. But even I've noticed with Stella in the past, like tone is super important. If you're talking with your partner uh, in front of the kids that, yeah, like you want to be friendly. And of course, we're going to have issues in relationships, but that maybe instead of being like, hey, let's talk about this another time. It's like, hey, can we talk about this later? I think that would be best. And yeah, because I've seen Stella's eyes and kind of perk up or she, she's listening. And yeah, I don't want that negative energy uh, being modeled for her. And even with tone, because with Stella, we've noticed that she'll pick up on a little bit of an attitude. And sometimes I catch her, you know, say things not the kindest way. And I, it makes me realize, well, she must be getting that from somewhere. So it makes me want to be even more cautious of the tone that I have when I'm talking with Chase. It's so important. You know, a few weeks ago, there's such a beautiful example I'm remembering now. It's moving to me even now, like weeks later. So it was a Sunday. And Erwan and I were hanging out in the kitchen and Aiden was in the living room and he was playing with something and we were talking about something. And at some point, you know, we were, we were kind of butting heads and, and it was okay. But then the tension started to rise a little bit and we we're like, okay, you know, we have a commitment not to, you know, have a big argument in front of Aiden and that kind of thing. So um, we said, hey, to Aiden, we said, hey, we need to work this out now. So we're like, baby. You know, mommy and daddy are going to have a conversation. You know, why don't you go in your room? We're going to be done in 10 minutes. You know, we're going to set you up with something to play with. We need to talk about something now. And, you know, he was not thrilled about it, but he cooperated, went into his room. He was playing. We had closed the door. And Erwan and I talked about whatever we needed to talk about and got it to a place of good. And then we looked over down the hall and Aiden's door was open, a crack. And we're like, oh my gosh, he, he opened his door to listen. So we go over to his room and we're like, hey, did you hear a conversation? He looked sort of like mysterious and or not mysterious, mischievous. And he smiled. And then Erwin's like, I'll handle this. So he goes and sits down with Aiden and I walked away and I overhear Aiden say, um, daddy, what happened? Did mama do something wrong? Oh. This, and I'm like, Ooh, how's he going to answer this? You know, and I creep over to the, to, to the room of eavesdropping, right? I'm like the master eavesdropper. And Erwan said, Oh no, baby, mama did nothing wrong. Like neither of us did anything wrong. You know, I got disappointed by something and I felt mad and sad and we talked about it. And I was like, crying hallway. I'm like, this is so beautiful. It's just good to, you know, and it was honest what he said, right? It was maybe had more tension when he and I were talking about it, but it was just, it's, it's worth it to take the time to tell the truth, but in a responsible way to our kids. Love that. How you, yeah, communicate with your kid like an adult, obviously, but like tell them what's going on and not like, Hey, go to your room and just play with your toys while 
while we talk because that's going to set them up with the tools and, and the understanding, hopefully, to, to be able to navigate communication in, in the relationships they have with their parents and then eventually friends, family, and a partner themselves. You know, exactly. It really comes down to the truth. You know, the, the relationship is only as good as the communication and the communication is only as good as the truth. And kids can handle the truth if it's delivered, you know, well, uh, if, if it's delivered in a, in a language they can understand. You know, it makes me think of Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, you know, you might remember, I don't know if you guys are probably mm-hmm. a little younger than us, but from way back when, you know, he dealt with very difficult topics. He dealt with death. He dealt with divorce. He dealt with all kinds of stuff. But he was he was a minister, actually, and he was really good at speaking in a language that children could digest, but he never compromised the truth. And that's really been the secret of our relationship has been, um, you know, we like to say we have a perfect relationship and it's not because there's no issues and no problems. We never fight or anything like that. It's more from all of the meditation and the yoga and the so on. There's just space for everything. So everything gets to be saturated by space, by love, by consciousness. And then the experience is perfection, not, not perfection. Like it's all shiny, like some Hollywood movie or something like that. But you know, this is life. Life is, life is awesome. And to to really have the relationship between each other and the relationship parent to child uh, be, you know, be, be deep, be profound, be awake, be truthful. We talked a little bit in the pre-show about masculine and feminine in the relationship. And I'm just thinking out loud here as we talk about this with parenting, but how in a relationship roles change when a, when a child comes along. Now your girlfriend or your wife becomes a mother and the other partner, a father or two mothers or two fathers, whatever the situation, but it kind of throws the roles and for a loop, right? Like everything is, is so new and different, both in the relationship and individually. Like, it's so weird to me that I'm a dad and so is almost (laughs) six, but, but can, can we talk a little bit about that and how that might affect the relationship? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely added responsibility. There's, uh, you know, different, different roles, but, um, you know, people have different skill sets, you know, uh, you know, whoever the masculine person is, whoever the feminine person is, whether it's a man and a woman or two women or two men, you know, for it to be a romantic relationship, there has to be some polarity. There has to be some difference. If there's not difference, it could be a great relationship, but it's not a romantic relationship. And um, so it's good for people to do what they want to do and what they kind of specialize in. You know, we find it doesn't need to be the kind of sort of, you know, the rigid kind of lockdown stereotype male female thing from the 1950s is kind of a disaster. The woke thing nowadays, you know, where it's, you know, it's funny because it's kind of anti-diversity in the name of diversity. Nobody gets the sort of like the masculine and the feminine, I think, are both kind of crushed in that in that modern movement. 
but it's it's very important to actually have the rules. What a person is, not what's prescribed because you're a male or a female or this or that, but like, what do you want to do? What are you good at? What do you, you know, like Alicia's great with Aiden in some ways that like, I can't even begin to do that. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> And then there's a few things I do with him that, you know, that are, uh, you know, sort of more in my wheelhouse. Oh my God. The patience to put together, a you know, 500 piece Lego dinosaur <laughs> thing or that they build these huge things. And then Aiden will be like, mama, you know, when, when everyone's not around, like, Hey, will you build this with me? I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and I just end up kind of sitting there with him and handing him pieces as he needs them. But it's really sweet. Cause when Erwan and Aiden the other day were building this huge dinosaur out of Legos, I could see Erwan's skill at like supporting him, learning how to build. You know, he's like, oh, look at this picture and look at this piece. And does it go this way or that way? You know, he's not doing it for him, but he's with him every step of the way. And I'm just like, ah, this is good. (laughs) Not my skill set. You know, you know, and if he's upset, you know, kids get upset. It's, uh, you know, Alicia's really good at, you know, just kind of receiving it and being with him and calming him down and that kind of thing. And then, you know, then there's a certain level of upset where, you know, it's not good for him to be that upset. So I can just go in and like, just stop that, bring some strong energy and he'll just stop. So, you know, there's, there's ways that, you know, since we're talking about masculine feminine dynamics, there's ways that the feminine is more advanced and stronger and has different capabilities. There's all kinds of brain differences and body differences and expertise in certain areas. And same thing for the, for folks who are more masculine in parenting. And then of course, in romance, you know, uh, you know, a feminine person typically would rather receive the flowers. A masculine person typically would rather bring the flowers and, you know, it could be a woman or a man or however people like to do it. The the woman who officiated our wedding actually has a very interesting uh, relationship dynamic. Her husband um, uh, became transgender and Mm -hmm. became a woman. But what's interesting is they still really have the roles so it's still oh, wow. a polarized relationship. There's still difference uh, between the two. It's not this kind of homogenous mix where, you know, feminine appeal and attractiveness and all that is kind of like squashed and masculine, uh, you know, ability to move furniture, <laughs> 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 you know, is, uh, is squashed. Boy, if you get us started on this masculine feminine thing, it's kind of a fun conversation, but I'll (laughs) I'll leave it there for now. (laughs) Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Hey, Love Tribe. I just want to ask you a few questions. I want to know why you guys are here. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? Do you want to feel truly heard? Are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? And let's not forget about the fun. Do you long for those fun, giggly moments at the beginning of your relationship? Over the last decade of hosting this podcast with Chase, these have been our top questions. And we get it. We've been there. And that's why we created Spark My Relationship course, because we wanted to put the tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. 
So we're offering this course, Spark My Relationship, for only $100 until April 6th. In less than 90 days, this self-paced course will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner, all while having fun doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. This offer is only going to last until Saturday, April 6th. So head on over to our website, sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 at checkout to get the course for only $100. That's nearly 60% off and it won't last. The sale ends April 6th. That's sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 to get our course for only $100. Hey, Love Tribe. I have just a few questions for you. I want to know why you are here listening to the podcast. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? and you want to feel truly heard? Or are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? Or do you just long for those fun, giggly moments of connection that you used to have at the beginning of your relationship? Well, over the last decade of hosting this podcast, those were the main reasons people tuned into the show. And we get it. We've been there. So we created our course, Spark My Relationship, because we wanted to put those tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. We're offering $100 off our course, Spark My Relationship, which is a self-paced course designed to help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner and have an amazing time doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. So to unlock this special offer of our course, our listeners can visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to get $100 off. That's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. It's important uh, to understand. And I'm thinking uh, we had an interview the other day where we were talking about biological changes. I think it was through aging, but certainly the uh, men and women, when a child comes along, more so the the woman, um, there's a lot of biological changes to the hormones. uh, And I I read, you know, men's testosterone tends to drop. when a child comes along and then women's sex drive can go down. So it's just another recognition of how things are changing a lot. Obviously there's a new human in the house and you have to watch what you say. You don't want to argue in front of them. You know, all those things, you don't have time to have date nights like you used to just really recognizing that. And then also biologically all the changes. So it's just thinking of my own experience in the moment. I didn't really realize it too much. I was just like, all right, yeah, there's a kid. But then as time went on with a little bit, you know, you're just trying to keep the thing alive. (laughs) And then, and then the thing I'm I'm joking. I can do more than move furniture. (laughs) I know. Um, but, But that, 
you get caught up in it and then the relationship changes or takes a back seat. So really just being aware of, of all these things uh, can be super valuable. It's the awareness is so important. You know, I, we both, and, and I in particular, we work with a lot of parents and parents of young kids and this, the thing happens, right? You know, the child comes along and then everybody's tired and the time um, constraints are different. And then you think, okay, well, we haven't had romance or intimacy or sex. We're just tired. That's it. We're just tired, not in the mood. But if you actually inquire, there's other layers of things going on for people. For example, you know, you mentioned the biological changes, the hormonal changes in the woman's body. Um, the focus on the child and needing to keep the child alive. And then there's also some interesting things that can happen psychologically that I noticed with myself a little bit, like in a lot of moms I talk to where there's this sense like, oh, my body is for the child and I can't be a mom and a sexual lover for my partner at the same time. There's like this interesting, often unconscious conflict and you know, we're often not aware of the conflict. So all we think is like, I can't, I'm not in the mood, don't want to do it. But inquiring into that. And another thing that can happen when a family unit is formed, right? Which people can have families without children. But when a child is born, our unconscious familial conditioning can kind of like steep into the situation. And often the environments we were raised in, you know, didn't have a lot of, you know, adult kind of romance happening. Like very few people say, oh, my parents had a really active romantic and sex life. Most of us are like, what? My parents didn't have sex. So we kind of like, it steeps in like, oh, if you're a parent, you don't have sex. Like I was working with this great couple. They have a two-year-old and she was like, her big goal in the coaching is I want to find my turn on again. You know, I want us to have good sex again. And one thing she realized was that she had this belief like moms don't have sex. Moms are not sexy because that's what she grew up with. So becoming aware of all of that is really important. So then you have a choice, right? You can like, oh, okay, you know, there's that. And we can practice some skills. We can develop some skills to bring that yummy feeling back between us. You know, to give you an example of the skills, we have a set of touching practices. We have our student couples do, parents or not. Just imagine one person sitting upright on the bed, kind of uh, cross-legged, the other person laying down in front of them, one hand on the person who's sitting up puts one hand on their partner's heart, the other hand on their partner's abdomen. The partner who's laying down is just kind of receiving that. Maybe there's some new age music on, some incense, that kind of thing. Very basic touching practice. We have our students do that. who are in couples daily. Then another practice we add into that is kind of like moving the hands around and feeling. Then it gets more sensual with what we call a taking touch, which typically is much slower and lighter. The way you would pet a cat, for example, you know, to really receive the pleasure in your hands slowly, kind of like that. And it goes all the way to a more explicit sexual practice. And the, you know, because to go from little sex or no sex or decrease in sex to sex, you know, is a, is a huge leap. And, you know, it's very, very confronting for people. It triggers all kinds of things. 
you know, like Alicia was talking about, it triggers all kinds of things for parents in particular. So to have kind of a sort of step-by-step practice that doesn't need to lead to intercourse. Maybe it just stays at deep touch, or maybe it goes to that lighter kind of touch or taking touch or some kind of stroking or something like that. And it gives the couples, you know, instead of going into a restaurant and only having one item on the menu, it's like all of a sudden romance and sex and so on. It's, it's a, you know, very broad and there's time for it and do this and you can do that. And there's like, you know, and then that energy, that polarity really starts to move. And when a couple builds that into their day, and it really does require building that into their day, because, you know, some time is going to get sacrificed from Netflix or work or whatever, you know, it really changes that dynamic. And typically, you know, in our experience, the, the woman in the relationship really wants that, but we find women tend to order short. They have all this appetite you know, for a lot of things, including sex, but it's, you know, I mean, you want to say anything about this? Like when, when we started going out, I noticed we go out to a restaurant and, you know, we go to a fancy restaurant and like, I noticed after the third one, Alicia's always ordering the chicken. And I'm like, why, why are you always ordering the chicken? I know you want the lobster. (laughs) I mean, if you don't want the lobster, tell me, but like, you always want the, you know, so women often want the lobster, but they're ordering the chicken. And that's part of what we call the female decoder ring. And for parents, it's particularly important for the guy to like, you know, get his, get his attention back on, uh, back on the woman. Well, to yes, to clue into the fact that for a variety of as psychological reasons and cultural reasons, women tend to ask for less than what they really want. We call that ordering short, right? She wants the lobster, but she orders the chicken. She says, oh, I want, you know, a little more intimacy in our relationship. But actually what she would really like is a lot more intimacy and different types of positions and lots (laughs) of time spent doing it. And, you know, we tend to order short the bottom line of why is is self-doubt, right? Fear of being too much and self-doubt, which are very common psychological issues with women. But, you know, if a guy or the masculine in the relationship kind of knows that, like, okay, women, including my woman, tends to order short, then he can over-deliver and actually give her what she wants. That would make <laughs> a new mom super happy, I'm sure. So... That's good advice. We could obviously spend many episodes talking about masculine and feminine and how it relates to being parents and being great parents in a great relationship. But you've given us some really great tools to start with and different things to think about, guys. So we appreciate you coming on and sharing. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? And if there's anything we skipped over or maybe you want to emphasize, and then we'll say goodbye. I just want to say it's been great talking to both of you. Both of you are just super charming, and we've had a really, really good time talking to you. Yes, agreed. And for those of you that are listening and are interested in learning more about working with Erwan and me, what I recommend is contacting us to set up a free love life consultation. So what that is, it's a a private conversation with me. We'll get personal. You can talk to me about your relationship life, about your parenting life, your goals, your challenges. And I'll work with you to find some 
some solutions. And if it looks like Erwan and I can support you further, I'll lay out the different options that we have to work with us. Our most popular program is called Mastery of Relationship. And it's a weekly online community coaching class. We've got private coaching and weekend intensives and affiliate programs and work trade and all sorts of stuff. So during the Love Life Consultation, we'll go over all of that. Now, I want to say the Love Life Consultation, it's not just for parents. You know, some of you might just have romantic goals. And the way to set up the Love Life Consultation is to text our school. The number is 415-308-9580. I'll say it again. 415-308-9580. I'll also give you guys, Sarah and Chase, a link. People can just click it to set up this consultation. And anybody who sets up the consultation, I'll also include a video. You were asking about psychological inquiry and how it goes. We have a video that lays out how to do it. So I'll send that to anybody who wants one along with their text. Wonderful. Well, it was a pleasure having the two of you on the show. We'll have the links to the Love Life consultation and your contact information on the show notes and in the podcast description. And we greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, great to be with you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, guys. As always, the links will be in the podcast description as well as on the show notes on our website at idopodcast.com. Dot com. And while you're on our website, we hope you guys check out our free 14-day happy couple challenge. Uh, it's a challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days with easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And it's honestly just a whole lot of fun to do with your partner. It's something new and we think you guys will really enjoy it. So check it out. And while you're on the website, there are tons of free resources as well as more information about our online course, Spark My Relationship, where our listeners can get $100 off. So check that out. You can go directly to the course website at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. And that's where you can get the $100 off. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com